Bellman Ford is a name for a graph algorithm that finds the shortest path from a source node to all other nodes. If you listen to our previous episode, we described the Dijkstra algorithm. Dijkstra is also a graph algorithm which finds the shortest path from a source node to all other nodes. So as we really like to find the shortest path from a source node into all other nodes, we have two algorithms for that and more. But we focused on the Dijkstra and the Bellman Ford as they are the most frequently used. Why do we need these two algorithms? Why doesn't the Dijkstra algorithm is enough? Because the two algorithms can help us find the shortest path from a source node into all other nodes. They both calculate the shortest distance. You take a source node where you are and you calculate the shortest distance to all other nodes. The thing is this, uh, one algorithm can handle negative weight. The algorithm that cannot handle negative weights in our graph, which means that we can potentially have negative cycles in our graph, is the Dijkstra algorithm. The Bellman-Ford on the contrary is an algorithm that can calculate the weight to all the sum of the weights to all nodes from a source node and it can also handle cases where we have negative cycles in our graph. So the Dijkstra algorithm, you give it an input source node and you tell the Dijkstra algorithm, okay, this is my input source node, this is my input city and I want you to calculate the distance to all other nodes. However, there is a caveat if, as we said, because if Elon Musk comes with some magic and creates a black hole loop which makes one of the edges, one of the roads have a negative weight, then in this case the Dijkstra algorithm will keep finding better and better paths from your source city to a destination one because it would get stuck in a loop of negative uh, cycles so the it would keep reducing like if in the negative cycle we had minus two the Dijkstra algorithm would keep reducing minus two and minus two and minus two in an infinite way so it would get stuck the Benman Ford would not and we would see how it handles such cases. This is where the Bellman Ford algorithm comes into place. It's like the Dijkstra algorithm only it knows to handle negative weights in edges very well. The Dijkstra algorithm has an issue handling negative weights and cycles. The Bellman Ford algorithm target is also to find the shortest path from a single source node in a graph to all other nodes. When we discussed the Dijkstra algorithm, we saw that it's moving forward and it's quite efficient in a manner which is very similar to BFS. It's not strictly a BFS, but it's like swooping the graph. The time complexity of the Dijkstra algorithm was very good. It was the time complexity of the number of edges plus the number of vertices and all this times a linear rhythmic time based on the vertices. A linear rhythmic time means that if a v is the number of vertices, then this is O of v log v. So we basically take all the components, all the edges, count them, the number of vertices, count them, and time this with a min heap. 
linearithmic time because the the way that the Dijkstra algorithm worked is that it wanted to find the in each iteration the vertice with the minimal time to it and in order to find the vertice with the minimal time to it it used the mean heap and it did this for all the edges and vertices however if the graph is having a negative edge weights then the Dijkstra algorithm does not take care, good care of it it would simply fail the Dijkstra algorithm is simply not intended for graphs with negative edge weights the reason for the above uh, short time complexity is that The Dijkstra algorithm simply scans the graph in a rather BFS way. It's not a strict BFS. There are rules to which vertices to visit next, which vertices to visit next. Take the minimal one. This is why we had the heap. But it's like swooping the graph. You can imagine it swooping the graph from the source node into all other nodes. So it's just scanning it. And this is the reason that we have the time complexity of all number of edges plus number of vertices because it's just scanning all of them and in each iteration it finds the minimal vertice this is why we time all this with the linear rhythmic time of the vertices we choose the next node the next node for which to recalculate the the weight into it and we choose the one with the minimal weight so a min heap is excellent choice for this To recap the steps for the Dijkstra algorithms, they, are, they were these. In the first step, we initialized all the distances to infinity. In the next step, we picked a node and calculated the distances to all adjacent nodes. And then we picked the next node with the minimal distance, and this is why we used the min heap. We repeated this for the adjacent nodes and the calculations. And the final step. result would be the shortest path from a source node to all other nodes. So as the Bellman-Ford algorithm can handle negative edges, it can also detect negative cycles. Why would we need actually to detect negative cycles? For example, uh, what, what could be a practical use case for having uh, negative cycles and for detecting them? If you do arbitrage trading, this means that uh, you can find that you could make money from thin error by selling on a stock exchange with higher rates and buying on another low stock exchange. You buy a Bitcoin from an exchange where they sell them for low and you sell the Bitcoin on another exchange for a high price. This is an arbitrage. This is like a negative cycle. This is like a cycle because you continue this cycle. You take money from one stock exchange, you sell on the other one, and then you take back the money into the previous stock exchange and buy again at a lower price and then sell on the higher price. This is a cycle that we have on our graph. And of course, if we find out that our graph contains a negative cycle, then... To the target node, this would mean that there is no real shortest path, or the shortest path is actually minus infinity. So while the Bellman-Ford algorithm can handle negative weighted graphs, and the Dijkstra cannot handle it, there are some shortcomings to the Bellman-Ford algorithm. It would take an additional time complexity. Nothing comes for free. The Dijkstra algorithms, after all, makes fewer assumptions about the weights and about the graph, non-negative weights, and no cycles. 
When we have negative weights, it's possible for a negative cycle to exist and the Dijkstra algorithm would not uh, be able to finish because it would find better and better paths to target nodes. This would mean a negative infinity path to a target node. Depending on our problem, a negative infinity shortest path could be a good thing. It could be a good thing, but it could be also a bad thing to have a negative shortest path. And before we get to the actual Bellman-Ford algorithm, let's recap again the terminology that we use in uh, graph algorithms. So capital E is the edges. More specifically, we are interested in the number of edges when we calculate the time complexity. A directed graph is using an edges, and a directed edge is an edge which is going from a source node into a target node with some weight. Capital V is the vertices, or actually we're interested in the number of vertices. Capital S stands for start. This is the starting node that we calculate all the distances from. And capital D in the Bellman-Ford algorithm is an array of size V that tracks the best distances from S to each node. So because we have a V vertices, then the size of the array D would be V. The weight, the shortest path from S to each of the nodes. So we have E, which is the edges, a directed edge, each direct edge that we have, we have the vertices, we have the starting node, and we have D, which is the distance array from the source node into all other nodes. And the actual steps from the Bellman-Ford algorithm is that we go over the array D, which stores the distance, the best distance from S to each node, and we initialize it to infinity because we don't know yet of any distance to each of the nodes. So we start with an infinity, with an infinity distance to each of the nodes. However, we do have a starting point, so we already know that the distance to the starting point from the starting point is zero. So we initialize the array D at the item S, as the, at the index S, into zero. So the path from the starting node to itself is now the only path which is non positive infinity, it is zero. And now we start reducing the weights of each of the edges. After all, this is what we came. We came to calculate the shortest path, and now the shortest path to all nodes except for the starting node is infinity. So we are going to do this in this way. For each edge, the order where you scan the edges does not matter. Just scan all the edges one after another. We take one edge, we check if this edge that we are looking at and have some weight make the target node weight lower. If so, replace the target node path from the beginning to the lower number. And we repeat this, the whole process, for v minus 1 times. So let's repeat this. We have an array d which contains all the shortest path to all the vertices, we initialized it with positive infinity, except for the starting node, where we initialize it to zero, and then we start scanning all the edges. If an edge is starting at the start point, it's zero, and the edge weight is two, then the target uh, vertice now has 
a shortest path of size 2. So we reduced it from infinity into 2. And we continue scanning all the edges and the, and the order where we scan all the edges does not matter. But we whooped, we switched all the graph only one time. We need to do this to repeat the whole process V minus 1 times. This is where the Bellman Ford has a, lower, a much higher complexity than the Dijkstra because the Dijkstra swooped through the graph once, like once. And the Bellman Ford swoops through the graph V minus 1 times. When we do this process, we are going to update all the weights because any weight would be smaller than infinity, which means we initialized originally all the weights too, to positive infinity. And now, how do we detect negative cycles? How does the Bellman Ford handles negative cycles? The Dijkstra algorithm could come into an infinite loop because it would keep finding that you have a better and better weight. But here we do not have any loop because we scanned all the edges. We do not continue to reduce the, the, the weight. We scan all the edges, we reduce the weight. We do this V minus one times and that's it. We run the algorithm when the Bellman Ford algorithm like finishes scanning all the edges and uh, updating V minus one time. We run all this process again. We run, we scan all the edges another time, V minus one times. And if we see that any node value changed to a, lo a lower size, then we update that node to having a cost of negative infinity because we trust that, uh, and it can be proved that the Bellman Ford algorithm, when it runs on all the edges V minus one times, it would find the minimal cost not based on negative loops. But if you have a negative loop and you run the whole algorithm another time, then some uh, weights, some shortest path would change to a lower number. And then you deduce that we had here a negative cycle. And if we have a negative cycle, you set the weight of the shortest path into negative infinity. And this is how the Bellman Ford handles negative infinity cycles. So at the end, Remember, our target was to find the, the shortest path from a source node into all target nodes. So at the end of uh, running this uh, algorithm, we simply return the RAD, the RAD which contains all the shortest path, all the weights from the source node into all target nodes. And then if you want to know the shortest path from a starting node to any other node, you just find that node in the array in O of 1. And you return the distance into the user. And that was the Bellman Ford algorithm. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next time.